This program is sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group. Hey, good morning and welcome. Happy Wednesday, the day before Christmas Eve, two days before Christmas. And before I forget, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And I guess good morning. It's not nighttime. Uh, our toll-free number, 800 to the website at allamericangold.com. And, and today is uh, the last day. Uh, Patriot will be closed Thursday and Friday. We'll reopen again on Monday. And again, next week will be another short week. So we'll be closed uh, next Thursday and Friday as well. So we'll be closed for Christmas Eve. We'll be closed Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And and then back uh, in 2021, uh, back to uh, the regular schedule. And, you know, obviously 2020 was a a horrible, difficult year. And uh, we look forward to to better things. Not if uh, you listen to Joe Biden. Wow, he was was kind of the – the Grinch that stole Christmas talking about how uh, things are going to get much worse before they get better. Uh, I don't think so. I hope not. We'll see uh, the president unhappy with the stimulus bill calling on Congress to do better. Hey, they need more money. $600 isn't enough. And I can't argue with them. You know, right? I mean, really, when you think about it, six hundred dollars isn't a lot of money anymore. I mean, it used to used to be, uh, but but not a lot. He wants them to do better. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the Pelosi and Schumer said absolutely. He wants everyone to get two grand. Uh, I I don't know. Obviously, uh, the the bill is filled with pork, like it always is. Right? It's same old, same old. Uh, when it comes to, to uh, the establishment, and now that they uh, think Joe Biden's going to be the president, right, they can go back to doing what they always did and uh, giving out money to, to like, Pakistan, as an example. Here's a, a country that harbored Osama bin Laden for how long? And, and we're giving them money for, like, I, I don't know, some kind of a gender identification, you know, this whole thing. And, and I don't understand it. I I don't. If this is a bill that was designated uh, to help the people of the United States, what what is all this other stuff? But this is, you know, this is how Washington does it. Is it right? No. Right? It's just like the election laws and voter fraud, right? Is it right? No. Can we do better? Yes. Are we? Uh Uh-uh. It, somehow we we've allowed this with our elected officials and, and and again I've said it a lot term limits would be so great you know if people weren't allowed you know like like Joe Biden I was you know 46 years he was there Pelosi and Schumer and the Republicans they're just as bad right we got just as many and uh you know the deep state is is all powerful isn't it kind of leaves you feeling really really helpless uh and then we have to deal with with like the central bank and all their nonsense and you know they they claim to have all these magical tools you know kind of like like jack in the beanstalk with his magic beans right yeah we got magic tools 
What are these magic tools? Well, these magic tools are we just create money out of thin air. Trillions and trillions. What possibly could go wrong? We pick winners and losers. And I and I just think about what industries are really affected by this? Bars and restaurants, right? That's got to be first on the list. Airlines, which they got some money, right? And I, w- I would say tourism, hotels, right? The tourism industry. Any direct aid? I mean, airlines, they got direct aid. And of course, there's no small business airlines. There isn't. They don't exist, right? It's just big business airlines, and they've got stocks. Why do they get bailed out? Right? They're only, when you think about the, the industry's hardest hit, only one of them got direct bailout. Right? Where's the direct bailout for the small restaurants? Oh, well, we did PPP. Well, we know PPP. It's a joke. Right? We, we, we found out, you know, like uh, uh, Joel Olstein's megal church got millions of dollars. I, you know, and, hey, no offense. If he qualified, he qualified. But this is what I'm saying. It's really not meant, right? It's meant to make you feel like they're doing something. Where, where's the uh, direct assistance to those small hotel operators? Because a lot of hotels are small businesses. They may have uh, the big title on it, you know, the Hilton, the Marriott, and this and that, but they really don't own very many hotels, right? They make their money on the branding, right? They're, 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 they're kind of like Trump, right? Hey, you want to put Trump on it? got to pay me some money. Well, you want to put Marriott or Hilton on your own? you got to pay me some money. It's just so unfair. And we can do so much better. And, 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 and this really uh, is the, the big issue when it comes to this. I don't blame uh, the president for saying do better. Uh, I, you know what? I'd be okay with him vetoing it. I think it'd be a, you know, a, a great final statement. Do better. We need to do better. These people need help. $600 isn't going to do a whole hell of a hell of a lot of anything. You know, and I was talking to a bunch of people that I know are hurting, and they're upset, they're disappointed, and I get it. But then again, you know what, when you figure out and you start seeing all this aid that's in, you know, and I call it aid, it's just, I don't know what else to call it, giveaways, billions of dollars. It doesn't make any sense. We can do better. Probably not going to be. When we get back, we've got breaking news. There may be a big deal in far as Brexit. 800-951-0592. There is a, it's not confirmed yet. But Sky News is suggesting that we may have a Brexit deal. For those of you, and I get, this thing's been going on forever. Brexit has to do with the U.K. leaving the EU. And uh, really what that means is all the trade, I guess, benefits, if you will. Uh, Obviously, uh, Britain did not join the euro, right? So they still have the pound sterling there. But for all other practical matters they were part of the eu okay so the the trade things and 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 of course 
it, it, you know, the EU was was forcing countries to take immigrants and things like that. And there was a lot of reasons why uh, the U.K. wanted to leave. And so uh, this has been going on for years. Uh, it looks like possibly, I, I don't, and again, I don't know, uh, but Sky News is saying that they think there may be a deal. If there is a deal, if that actually is true, and I know that they have a deadline of, of to, I think it's the end of day today, which I think is actually tomorrow at some point, uh, Christmas Eve over there in Europe. I, I don't, and again, that's way above my pay grade. I live in Arizona. Our clocks don't change. I have no idea. I, I'm, you're lucky that I know it's Wednesday. So, but they have this deal set up. And, and what does it mean? I mean, simply for gold and silver, this will be a big deal. Uh, this will absolutely uh, create a rally in the euro and the pound uh, dollar weakness. Uh, and, and you'll probably see uh, a hefty rise in the gold and silver price. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But right now, uh, there was some me- momentum when, when uh, uh, it first broke. The rumor first started going uh, out uh, the Dow, which was was really flat today, it's up a couple hundred points. Gold was 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 pretty flat uh, today as well. It jumped up, uh, but but everyone's kind of waiting for the uh, an official news. I haven't been able to confirm anything other than what I heard out of what I saw out of Sky News uh, in the which is a dependable public, you know, it's not like uh, an unreliable source or anything like that. So we'll wait and see uh, that that was out there. We had a lot of economic data, another bad housing number today. So yesterday we heard about existing home sales. Today it was new home sales. Uh, they fell quite a bit as well. Uh, a big fall there. Prices again, super high, uh, three oh, well over $300,000. Uh, for the new homes, I don't have the I, I have the exact number. I'm not going to look it up. But it was, they were expensive, right? I mean, we know this, and uh, disproportionate number of homes now uh, being sold just to uh, the luxury side of things. Uh, the big problem. Remember the it started really last week with home builder sentiment. The home builder sentiment, which had been sky high, right? And why not? Right? They're a big boom. And they all of a sudden, all at once, started to get worried. Uh, price got too high. Price too high now. And I mean, we've got all-time record low rates. So uh, this is kind of the third one. Now, we'll have to wait and see if we get more bad data again in January. Then we can start to worry a little bit because how? Listen, housing been a big part of this economy. Big part. Refinancing. It's just the volume of refinance has been was incredible. Uh, so, uh, it, and that freed up some money for people, but here's the problem. And again, you know, these, these magic beads, these magic tools that the federal reserve says they have, they're not magic. It actually creates inequality and they've done it now in housing. I, I think it's official. I, I, I gotta wait yet. I, I'm, I'm a little early, but listen, this is what happened. They've now made housing unaffordable for most people. Most Americans now, housing's out of reach. 
And what do you see? You see people leaving the expensive states, right? California, New York, Illinois, Washington, where where housing has already been way unaffordable and moving to places like Arizona, Colorado, Texas, right? And now all of those states, which used to, you know, housing used to be so affordable here. I mean, you had to drive a little bit, but it was affordable. Really was. It's it's absolutely ridiculous now, uh, and and this is what we're gonna have. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, let's let's hope it doesn't get worse. Let's hope it doesn't get worse, uh, and somehow we can uh, get things back going and and all of these other things. And and really, uh, as long as people are out of work, uh, we had jobless benefits today. Another eight hundred thousand plus. Here's the, I'm going to give you some good news. I think the next two weeks, the jobless numbers are going to be lower because the states, not because there's less people, not, not, not for a great reason, just the states are going to be off, right? They, no one's filing unemployment claims on Christmas Day, which is a Friday. So we, we got this weird thing where Christmas and New Year's fall during the week, which means government offices are going to be closed. So we should get some lower numbers. The problem is once they end, then you get, you know, they catch back up, get bigger numbers. Uh, but but the the big number is the number total number of people collecting an unemployment check of some sort. All the emergency programs, all that stuff, uh, almost 20.5 million. And that number ticked up. So the, the uh, and a lot of people, again, more people lost benefits again. So the regular... Uh, unemployment, if you will, that number, uh, you know, the what they call continuing claims, uh, that number fell because people exhausted their regular benefits. Uh, the problem was the people getting what we'll call emergency or special benefits, the one that got, the one that's in this COVID package, that number jumped a lot more. So it was actually wasn't wasn't great, which we expected, right? Because we we've seen the the spike in the jobless claims. This is the one problem for the president, right? He doesn't sign this bill. All of those people, and there's way, way, way more people in the emergency programs than there are in the regular program. In other words, the regular program, I'm getting state benefits, the the 26 weeks of state benefits. So I don't know, you know, he's in a tough spot. He's in a tough spot. This is a a bill uh, that's full of pork. It probably doesn't have enough money in it. I, well, not probably. I already know. It doesn't have enough, right? We know that. Uh, but, but nonetheless, if he doesn't sign it, and assuming that, you know, con- Congress like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not giving people 2000 and, and maybe he's, you know, I think he's saying, hey, I want 2000 and and gets back to the 1200 they sent the first time around. Uh, that would have to happen like today and have him sign it. If, if he vetoes the bill, the problem with that is you're going to have somewhere close to 15 million people lose their benefits, uh, and, and unfortunately, it's kind of a, a cruel calendar thing, December 26th, which is, you know, that's essentially Christmas is Friday, you lose your benefits, 
And so the the next week, they won't have a check. So the week after Christmas, uh, there wouldn't be a check. So I, I don't know that the president's in a tough spot here on it. Uh, I'm thinking that uh, he's probably going to end up having to sign, not be happy about it, uh, but 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 ending up having to sign it. We'll have to see uh, how that all works out. But that, those reports, and the, normally jobless claims are on Thursday, uh, but because tomorrow's Christmas Eve, uh, that number came out today. And so we're going to have to wait and see on that as well. Uh, yesterday, i got to bring this up. So we talked about Ripple. And this is one of those digital coins, right? Uh, Ethereum and Bitcoin are the two big ones, and Bitcoin being the biggest of them. We were talking about how the SEC was getting ready to file a lawsuit against Ripple. And I've always wondered, you know, how could the digital coins, safe coins, whatever you want to call them, what's their future? Okay, so this lawsuit, very, very important. So the SEC, as far as my knowledge, this is the first time, and I could be wrong on that, but they are essentially trying to say that Ripple is not a currency, that it's a, uh, and and, and, uh, let me use the the correct rule here uh, when they're saying it, uh, it's a security. In other words, the SEC is saying, we want to treat you like a stock. Okay, and, and and that would force Ripple, right, to register as a security, right? And then you fall under all the laws, right? And I'm thinking, man, I, you know, because I, 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 I was confident, like, hey, you know what? As soon as we adopt the, you know, a digital dollar, a digital euro, digital renminbi, right? The they're they're just all of these things are going to go away. They're not going to let these things compete. They never have, right? Think about it, right? Do they let gold and silver compete? No, right? Can you go? Why can't you go to the store and buy things with euros or renminbi's? Right or Canadian loonies or whatever else, gold, silver. Why can't you do that? Because they don't allow you to compete against the currency. You can't compete against the dollar. Right. That's why all the rounds and all that stuff, like silver rounds and stuff, you don't have a, a dollar value on it. You're not allowed to do that. You can't say one dollar on a, a one ounce silver round. You can't do it. But only the federal government can do it. And this may be what happens. Of course, the Ripple CEO is really upset about it. I don't blame him. Uh, the Ripple's been crushed. Just in the last two days, I think it's lost half its value uh, in the last couple of days. But could this be a way that all the, what I'll call the digital coins go? That they say, you know what? You're not a currency. 
you're just a, like a stock, you're a security, and you got to follow all of those rules. Today, the SEC made it official and actually filed the lawsuit against Ripple, a blockchain, a blockchain company with ties to cryptocurrency, as conducting business as an unregistered security. Uh, the stock was down another 25 cents this morning. It was down 17% yesterday, right? So, you know, just taking a bath. And they're saying that, here's what they're saying. They're alleging that Ripple failed to register their ongoing offer and sale of billions of dollars of XRP, I guess that's their digital currency, to retail investors, which deprived potential purpose, uh, purchasers of adequate disclosures about Ripple's business and other important long-standing protections that are fundamental to our robust public market. Now, of course, Ripple denied it, and the company uh, obviously questioning the lawsuit and and wanting to, uh, I guess, you know, make this point. Wait a minute, if you're doing that to us, why aren't you doing it to Bitcoin? Why aren't you doing it to? Uh, Ethereum or all of these others. Now, listen, I don't know. There may be a difference, but a very interesting development today in blockchain. Uh, and you know, I love Bitcoin. I think it's wonderful. But I worry that stuff like this, this is probably what's going to be what happens in the long run. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Tyrannical governments throughout history and across the globe have all had one very important thing in common. From Nero's Roman Empire to Stalin's Soviet Union to Kim's North Korea, they're all alike in one respect. Tyrants always try to control information. They'll burn books they don't agree with and twist history to mean exactly what they want it to mean. There's a reason why resistors like Nazi Germany's Sophie Scholl gave their lives to spread information critical of the government. It's not because there is value in the little pieces of paper themselves, but in the information those pieces of paper convey. Americans are blessed to live in a land where we do not have to fear persecution and death when we choose to criticize our elected officials. However, there are forces in America that work every day to suppress our voices as conservatives. If we are to keep America from descending into tyranny, we need to recognize these forces and fight against them. Big tech companies have been flirting with censorship for a long time, but only just recently have they unmasked themselves as the tyrants we always thought they might be. Countless average Americans and public figures, including the President of the United States, have been stifled in their quest to spread the conservative message directly with others through social media channels. Just as you would expect a tyrant to do, these companies falsely claim that they are only trying to remove the fake news when they really want to remove inconvenient truths. Another force trying to control the flow of information is the mainstream media. Proclaiming good to be evil and evil to be good, they endlessly spin the facts. Meanwhile, the left pushes political correctness, which regulates what people are and are not allowed to say when discussing the most important issues of our time. If America is to triumph over tyranny, 
We must reject the censorship of big tech, the spin of mainstream media, and the muzzle of politically correct speech codes. Free speech is much more than just a talking point. It's our lifeline in the fight to protect American greatness. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jake went here a couple of days before Christmas. Merry Christmas! I'm, it's going to be tough, you know. It's another one, you know. Uh, my mom not going to be able to see her, you know. And and we don't have that many years left, you know. My my wife's parents, both of her parents, have passed. My dad has passed. Uh, Grandma, she's she's like the the last one left, uh, obviously, Eric passing. I mean, it, it's going to be tough. It's a tough one. And, uh, again, you know, everyone's, you know, the travel numbers are way off. Right? And I'm seeing, again, it looks like I'm down another 50 60% uh, for the Christmas holiday. Do the best you can. Right? And, 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 again, if we could just get government out of the way, really believe this if we could just get government out of the way we would be able to be able to survive this thing a lot better not listen we wouldn't have 20 21 million people unemployed we wouldn't have to be talking about what should the president do today should he sign this this bill that, let's face it, it's a lot of stench behind it, right? That's being, then that's being nice about it, right? But if he doesn't sign it and tells the, you know, and think about these, the, the people that we've elected. We've known that we've needed this money for how long? Right. Remember, after the we we should have had it done before the election, but of course the Democrats they really didn't want to. Right. I mean, remember Nancy Pelosi. Listen, if I don't get you know two or three trillion dollars, and the number seemingly always went up, yeah, you know, we're not doing anything, right? Because they believed that this would help Joe Biden win, and again. Is the the president-elect? Yes. Is he most likely going to be the guy on Inauguration Day? Yes. I mean, there's a last-ditch effort here with the Electoral College. But, I mean, outside of that, did he get uh, 80 million legal votes? No. That's my opinion. But we knew this. We knew this. They didn't do it deliberately. I mean, really... It's disgusting, right? Because these people are out of work because governors and 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 the uh, along with the the help of of the mainstream news media scared everyone to death. 
And for the first time ever, right, we shut down the entire country. And so now, I mean, people need some help. And so here we are right before Christmas. And I thought, okay, after the election, they'll get something done and save Christmas, right? Get get money in people's hands, right? Give people some certainty. Because, you know, let's face it. If you were on in the emergency program, or even if you were on the, the non-emergency, but you knew, hey, by the end of, uh, by, by December, I'm going to have to be in the other program. And, and Congress isn't acting, right? You're, you're not spending. You're, you're, I can't imagine the stress that puts on people. And could you imagine? Right? Well, I, I can't afford to pay my rent. Now I, I they haven't signed the bill, so I don't have any more money coming in. And uh, without that, they don't extend the moratorium. Right? I could be evicted. And what did you do, Ryan? You know, a lot of times, you know, stuff happened, but this is kind of a unique situation. Then all of a sudden, they can't even get that done. Like, no, well, you got to argue because, you know, who knows how much pork they really wanted to put in it. And now here we are two days before Christmas, and and we've got this, this $900 billion deal. Where, I mean, at one point, I know. At one point, there was a deal out on the table for $1.6 trillion that, that the Democrats absolutely couldn't live with. Of course, that was before the election. And, and now uh, we're sitting there saying, okay, this, is, this has got to get done, right? You're almost saying, well, if you don't pass it, let me, let me give you another example. Multifamily homes, so apartment buildings. And, and I don't, you know, I'm not a, a world traveler, okay? You know, right, right now, I think my, my, my travel uh, really just consisted of me going to Colorado two or three times last year. But Arizona's like the king of apartment buildings. They're, they're everywhere. Right? That's seemingly all we build here anymore, our apartment. Anytime it's like I see some land being scraped, I'm like, oh, what are they going to put there? And nine times out of ten, it's an apartment building. So th- these numbers, they, they just came out. Who owns all the debt on that? Who owns it? I'd love to know. Well, guess what? Today, I'm going to tell you. And it's not who should own it. Of course it's not. The most debt owned on multifamily buildings. And the answer is the taxpayer. Yep. In the financial crisis. Remember the financial crisis? Apparently, God, there are so many things they did that we don't know. All oh, these magic beans that they, they, they have. All these tools in the toolkit. Before the financial crisis, the federal government, i.e. the taxpayer, owned a little less to, you know, right around, let's just call it about the same as banks did when it came to multifamily 
uh, buildings. And, and how do we, how do they own it? Fannie Mae, uh, Freddie Mac, uh, Ginny Mae, those three government agencies, right, that, that uh, are destined to always cost us millions and billions of dollars. Well, apparently they changed a rule that we, you know, did we know? Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. That all of a sudden allowed for the government and the taxpayer to be on the hook for, for all of these multifamily buildings. And according to the government, this was uh, as of November, so it's pretty current data, 17 million households. So that's, what, 50 to 60 million people are behind on their rents or mortgages. Again, president got to sign a crappy piece of legislation, probably. But what happens when the moratorium ends? I'm going to tell you in a minute. Pizza Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up. Uh, depending on where you look, but I'll, I'll just tell you, gold's up eight eighteen seventy five. Silver's up twenty five cents twenty five sixty. Uh, rumors starting to swirl that there may be a Brexit deal. Listen, if that deal happens, it's, it's going to create uh, a lot of strength in the pound, a lot of strength in the euro, because now you've got uh, finality, if you will, certainty. Uh, dollar weakness, and and my guess is a a probably a pretty good pop in the in in gold and silver prices if it happens. Uh, right now, it's still just a rumor. Uh, this thing's been going on for years and years and years, but uh, there may be a breakthrough there. So, just wanted to keep you updated there. We we're talking about these multifamilies. It's gotten huge since two thousand and eight. Matter of fact, multifamily debt has been rising by hundreds of billions of dollars for years now, right? Because remember, right, homes are unaffordable anymore, right? The The American dream is not the house, the, the white picket fence, the 2.3 kids and the dog. That's gone. It's now uh, living in an uh, apartment complex. And maybe if you're lucky, you get some amenities, right? Maybe there's a workout room or a pool or something. The debt for multifamily is now at $1.65 trillion. The federal government, i.e. the taxpayer, is on the hook for eight hundred billion, pretty much half, half, almost all of that, all of that increase has come in the last twelve years. We we owned. I don't, I don't want to say that the government didn't own any multifamily because that would be a, a lie. But just to put it in perspective uh, of how big this thing has gotten. Uh, the government didn't actually start owning multifamilies in any large quantity to speak of until the early 2000s. Hardly didn't own any at all. 
And even during the financial crisis, the height of it, the government owned about $200 billion worth. We now owe $800 billion. Now you think about 17 million households aren't paying their rent or their mortgage. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out where, where is most of that at. Right? Most of it's probably in the renters. And at this point, uh, with people not paying the rent, apartment build owners are holding on by the skin of their teeth, hoping that the pandemic relents and the economy improves. If not, mortgage defaults are on the horizon. Here's the part that really gets me, though. Banks. They own less than $500 billion of it. Now, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. You, you, which ones do you think they hold? Right? Uh, you think they hold the apartment complex in the ghetto? Right? Or do you think they own uh, the posh complex uh, up at uh, Kierland in North Scottsdale, right? I mean, this is what I'm talking about, right? You know, they cherry pick it, dump the rest on to the government. Uh, so there's the second large. It's not even close, though. $800 billion, uh, Banks own maybe $400 billion. Next up, life insurance companies. Uh, they own about $200 billion worth of that. State and local governments, uh, not a lot, but they own some, you know, about $100 billion. And then the rest of it are in these weird shell corporations uh, that own a, a small fraction of it. But, but it really... Uh, shows you what's been happening uh, in in these markets. We've got this fake economy. We got these fake markets now. And think about it: the Federal Reserve owns more U.S. debt than anybody. I don't even want to know what the number five, six trillion. It's a lot. They own more residential. Well, they own. And when I say own it, they own the debt. And then that, that's the key part here. Uh, the most residential property now is our central bank. Oh, then we found out the federal government is the large, and it's the largest by far, right? Not even close. The largest holder of multifamily debt is the federal government. And I sit there and I think about go back to 2000. Right, go back twenty years. I don't know. Oh, so long ago. Uh, the Federal Reserve they held some treasuries, but it was a, a pittance, like I don't know, four or five hundred billion dollars. Right now, it's like five or six trillion. Right, they didn't own any, at least not to my knowledge. And maybe shouldn't say any. Maybe they owned a hundred billion dollars worth of residential debt. Maybe. The government didn't own any multifamily debt. None. Now I'm telling you, 20 years later, Central Bank, largest holder of, of national debt, largest holder of mortgage debt, 
the federal government, largest holder of multifamily debt. Yeah, but somehow it's all going to be just fine and wonderful. But this is why you buy some gold. I've got a repeat special. It may have to do with a couple of Indians, maybe three of them, coming up next. Final show before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, uh, We'll be back on Monday. The office will close today. Uh, We'll reopen again on Monday. So if you need, uh, you know, you got questions, you you want to check on something, you want to place an order, uh, today will be the last day until Monday. Make sure check allamericangold.com. I'm going to have my laptop with me. uh, And if something comes up, and I don't know that it will, but if it does, if something comes up, uh, there could be a great sale item uh, happening that you can order online over the weekend. Uh, speaking of th- this item, will not be online because I'm not sophisticated enough to know how to do it. Uh, I think it was last week uh, we ran the Three Little Indians. I know Colorado's already gotten theirs. Uh, mine were supposed to be here yesterday. We're still waiting on why shipping. Is, it's been a mess, uh, but hopefully the shipment will get here today. But the Three Little Indians, right? That's the $10 Indian, the female Lady Liberty with the Indian head, uh, headdress, then the, the two males, right? The five and the two and a half. We ran them at $2,075 last time. We're going to do that again this time. You're actually saving a little more money this time than that. Close. About another $10 savings. Uh, But the three little Indians, the two and a half, the five, and the ten, all in a set together, $2,075. I've got 16 of them. So it's not a big one, but I've got 16 of them. Listen, these things are awesome. Uh, This is the original covid coin right remember they stopped minting the indians because they went with the saints right the indians went with the saints augusta saint gaudens made the ten dollar indian and bella pratt she was the artist on the five dollar and two dollar two and a half dollar she was the five dollar and two and a half dollar indian um those those male indians of man they're my favorite coin you guys know this five dollar indian my favorite coin they actually had an accused design. They engraved into the coin. And they thought that the Spanish flu was in there. So they didn't mint Indians from 1916. I think the next time they minted any of them was like 1925. And then, uh, depending, I think one one of them was minted for 14 years, one of them for 13 years, one of them for 10 years. That's it. That was all there was. Uh, and you know, there's always premiums on Indians, and I think we're going to be seeing a big, big move uh, in the gold and silver price, especially if there's a Brexit deal, uh, which I, I'm shocked by it. But it, it, we'll we'll see. It's not done yet, but rumor is like this is the first time I've ever heard they were even close to a deal. So uh, either way, progress there. Uh, the three little Indians, as we close out 2020, the the COVID special, if you will, uh, 
$2,075 at 800-951-0592. Gold's up like 10 bucks now, 1876. Uh, Silver's up about 30 cents now, $20.75. Again, 800-951-0592. Enjoy your Christmas. And and, uh, hopefully you can spend it with at least some of your loved ones. Uh, God bless everybody. Thank you for all of your support. Uh, We couldn't be here without all of you. Uh, We'll be back next Monday. Merry Christmas, everybody. This program was sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group.